0: Welcome back to another episode of AfroLit. I'm Equa PM and wow, today, I hope you hear the sizzling in the background. I hope you hear that <laughs> nice either olive oil, that peanut oil, you know, you're kind of afraid of it because it's popping a lot, but then you know once you slide the plantains oh in, <laughs> it will taste phenomenal. Oh I am joined. <laughs> by the amazing Mary Aww. of Yummy Africa. Aww. I mean, it's already, you already know in the terminology that Yummy Africa, like it starts with food. It ends with food and it starts with food. So I'm joined today to have a conversation as I've kind of been in the theme of heritage, but mm-hmm. I wanted to welcome you, Mary, to AfroLit. Thank you. Thank welcome
1: you Welcome
0: so to much. the film. Thank you. Thanks How for having
1: you? me on AfroLit. I love your show. I've so, been listening to it. absolutely love your show. So thank you for having me. She's
0: an <laughs> AfroLit fam. She's an fam. She even has an Afro. You know, you don't have I to do. have an Afro to be an mm-hmm. AfroLip fam, but listen. Team Natural. <laughs> right. Team Natural. Hashtag. Hashtag. So yes. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. So we always start with asking,
1: where are you from?
0: I know so, that this is uh, kind of going to be a really interesting question because...
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always a packed question. Yes. <laughs> so I'm originally, I was born in Dallas, Texas. Yes. Um, I was born there and I lived there for 13 years. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Ghana in uh, 2008. So when I was 13, I moved there. And then I went to boarding school in Ghana. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I can't say Ghana, I can't say... America. It's just like I always have to say that's my story. Mm. Um, so yeah, where I'm from is like somewhere where the West meets West Africa, <laughs>
0: <laughs> basically, basically, basically. And basically. A fun fact for the AfroLit fam is that both Mary yes. and I are Kenyan and Ghanian. <laughs> Since when I've actually, we were having this discussion before we jumped on, but I've never met anyone who's like half East, half West. We're like like a rare breed. A very rare. And also like, to be very honest, like Mm -hmm. we don't look like a, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. there's a mixture or anything like that. So we kind of fall into like two worlds, Mm
1: -hmm. but it's like in our hearts and our minds.
0: We know the
1: truth. We do. (laughs) And that's the thing. Like, it's like, it depends on who asks, like, where you're from. Like, if I'm talking, depending on who I'm talking to, I'll Mm -hmm. say, like, oh, like, Texas, and Sometimes I'll be like, and Kenyan. So it's just like, I don't know what to say.
0: Like, every single time I meet someone, it's like, Mm -hmm. ooh, where could
1: I be from today? Me too. I like it, though. Yeah, me too. I like it. I'm, like, finessing it now. Like, depending (laughs) on who I'm talking to, depending on the interview, I'm just like, you know what? Let me... (laughs) Make sure when I it was for colleges trip. it's like
0: yes i was from you know <laughs> kenya working so hard but then also my family met in you know the united kingdom but being from ghana has yeah. also you know like just flaunting every single part even though you know you fam knows it. they yeah. don't know they yeah. i don't know that side so yeah. yes but no i think it's absolutely amazing that you were able like now looking back like That your heritage is super infused into what you do. So, walk me through just your mental process. Like, how did you
1: first know that cooking was your passion? So, actually, I found out that cooking was my passion. So, I went to, when I was a junior at New York University, Mm -hmm. I lived with some of my closest friends in college. Mm -hmm. And then you know, like we had the meal plan, but we were like pretty tired of it. And then yeah. I started using HelloFresh. Mm. It's like this meal kit delivery service yes. by Jamie Oliver.
0: Oh, wow, I didn't know that. So
1: I started doing like the meal prep kits doing that. And like, it was super simple to do, Um, you know, it was kind of like, everything is measured out for you. And yeah. like, it's not too much work, but you feel like you're doing the work. And then that's mm. literally when I started like falling in love with cooking. Um and then I also had family who was in like my Ganyan family yeah. in Georgia. I had some family in Georgia that I would stay during the holidays with and then mm. my aunt would teach me all these different Ganyan cuisines. So like Oh my gosh, she would make like light soup, groundnut soup. She taught me how to do like just like the basis like normal stew, yeah. jollof. I couldn't uh... get jollof down to like <laughs> later on in life, but <laughs> Yeah. That's how I feel about chapati and I don't I don't oh know like gosh. chapati is a whole that's other so stressful chapati Woo! bread and for those who don't know what chapati bread is it's basically like it's like i don't it's like a bread it's like um I, I, I don't want to say it's like a non bread, but it's oh, like, right.
0: it's like a flat <laughs> Diaspora <bread>. wars. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. It, I consider it like a flatbread, you would say. A flatbread, a flat bread, say, basically. That is, you know, I know that Indian style, they also have their chapati, but like yeah. ours is a lot. I think, I want to say a little bit thicker because yes. it's made with flour and yes. we fry it on mm-hmm. a pan Yeah, you know. Whereas I think they either they half bake it or they like puff it up with like because I see that theirs is a little bit softer. Mm -hmm. Whereas ours is yes, it needs to be soft because you know you don't want. (laughs) Africans like their (laughs) bread. You don't want brick chapati, which I've had, which are kind of mine. But anyways, (laughs) yes. But continue. So that's when you first realize working with your or making food with your making food. Mm -hmm. I feel
1: like I started and I, I feel like I started enjoying like actually cooking more. Mm -hmm. Um, when I had the free time, too. So Mm -hmm. HelloFresh helped. And then, like, in my free time, I would, like, try to cook things. Um, So, yeah. Mm -hmm. On Sundays would be, like, my day to cook. Oh, amazing. And so did
0: your friends get to experience that while you were in school? Like, did you ever remix some of the recipes? And, like, oh, I can add paprika (laughs) to this? Because, you know, seasoning. Africans, (laughs) without
1: seasoning, we marinate and marinate and over-marinate. Overdo it. And that's part of the beauty of African food. I would just... The spices that I did have, I don't think, I don't, I didn't consider myself like a cook. When I was an undergrad at all, okay. I just kind of ate to survive, kind of. <laughs> Didn't and, we all? Yeah, and I'd have like just like my roommates, like just let me, like, oh, like I made some, like you can try some. Cause yeah. I don't ever want to be like, how ha- people come over, like, I'm now experimenting right? with my food. Like, no, like, because I was still trying to like see where my level was. Yes, so, yes, yeah. yes. I would cook, like, I do like fried rices mm-hmm. and stuff and like have my roommates try mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So it was very, you know. So. Like that.
0: Then would you say that you consider yourself more of a chef just cuz you understand you know the intricacies of that or do you still just consider yourself a
1: cook? I consider myself a cook because I personally don't think I have like earned the credentials to be called a chef. Okay, um, even though you
0: could just add it to you know, I, I, yeah, <laughs> Chef Mary,
1: you know, add I a little know. emoji. I know, know. <laughs> I could like, easily, but, yeah. But I've just been like, I guess being. um I went to graduate school at Cornell and I did my master's Ooh-hmm. in management hospitality there, and then I had met a lot of people who would actually went to culinary school to become chefs so when i saw like that people have actually like dedicated like four or five years like they dedicated like some time Mm -hmm. to becoming a chef i was just like okay i'm not a chef like i'm a cook yeah and i'm like i'm i totally own it i worked um part-time to make a little money here and there i worked as a prep cook at the only African restaurant mm-hmm. in Ithaca. It was Ethiopian, so I worked as a prep cook there, and I was like, I can't call myself a chef. Yeah. Like, that was my first real cooking experiment, like, okay. I guess, like, somewhere, like, I guess, like, not prof- yeah. professional, I guess yeah. it's most professional. it is professional. Yeah, so- yourself
0: that <laughs> accolade, yes, uh-huh
1: so I did do that um, so I don't call myself a chef because I know like there's like a lot of chefs out there and like they take that title seriously It's like I calling yourself know. a doctor like, <laughs>
0: like hey I'm trying you can't to just calling heart- yourself doctor <laughs> hey. open heart surgery <laughs> on oh, like wait I actually didn't go to school for this I didn't you do know? that I didn't do that now you start backtracking like <laughs> no, whoa, nah. whoa, They'd be like, whoa. Hey, so who are
1: you like All I'm right. just like hey please hey. please <laughs> but I did I did take a few cooking classes at the Institute of Culinary Education not too far from here um, mm, two summers York, ago Yes. so I did some classes Classes on like cooking, broiling, some baking classes, mm-hmm. marinating. So i like mm-hmm. literally had to like cut an onion. Oh wow! So I did really I need to learn that.
0: I yeah. know how to cook. Okay, bride price yes. going up, but up. <laughs> I wouldn't. You know, like I'm trying to get better at. You know, because when you see it on the the YouTube, ah, it's, it's like wow, seamless. how do they cut? You know, like it's, it's like line, line, line. It's but crazy. Yes. Hmm. So take me further back. Take me back to Baby Mary and living in Texas and just having, you know, both relationship with, mm-hmm. you know, well, East Africa and West Africa, but then also just being at home. Like how did that influence your decision to go into, you know, the culinary arts and yummy Africa?
1: Wow. Okay. I guess when I was I guess everything really started before I went to boarding school in Ghana. So when we mm-hmm. were in Texas, we were yeah. all living in one house before you send your kids to boarding school. Right. <laughs> So you
0: literally were that stereotype of like stereotype. if you get in trouble, we'll send you back, even though nah. I know you didn't get in
1: trouble. <laughs> Ooh, let me tell you I was the troublemaker of all like like my siblings, but we all went to boarding school. So it wasn't just me. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, We're tired of you kids. Nah. Like we all I'm went. Kidding, yes. But we um so I guess when we lived in Texas, that's really where I saw emerge between um the different cultures in my family. Mm. Um, I guess honestly, I always considered myself um, like, we lived in the suburbs in Texas. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, cons- basically... We're in Texas. Dallas, Texas. Ooh, so okay. it was, like, an area called, like, Coppell. It was very okay. predominantly white. Yes. So, like, I grew up, like, I was, like, the only black person in my class. Wow. Um, and let so, alone African. Let alone African. So it's, like, I think there's different layers to mm-hmm. your identity, especially, like, when you're in a space that's, like... You don't see people that look like you. So then when I went to middle school, I started seeing there's more black Americans. So I considered myself more black American. And I knew I had Kenyan and Gunyan roots at home. But, you know, that's basically what I grew up kind of seeing and understanding. But my mom, she would always like we always used to throw these huge events Mm -hmm. at my place in Texas um my parents please see right i know right we can't
0: yeah. claim claim our parents homes man they worked hard now they, they worked through. hard yeah, for that so they can't. didn't immigrate here house. for me to say my house I, <laughs> I'll even sacrifices. though when we were like 13 it's like yeah this is my room Bruh. i'm doing what i want in my room
1: facts yeah <laughs> So uh, my mom, she would always cook Ghanaian food, like, mm. as much as she could. But she, we also, mind you, we're from the South. So we love doing a lot of traditionally Southern cuisine. My mom literally had a cookbook of just fried chicken and mac and cheeses. Wow. So I was very in tune with the Southern, the Southern Style. aspect. And, like, my Southern, like, the Southern hospitality aspect, we definitely had it. Um, but my mom would always cook Ghanaian food. And then my dad, he's, like he's like a solar eclipse like you get like if he cooks like he's cooking but it's rare you (laughs) know what I mean so he was um he would cook usually maybe like every Sunday we would spend time it would be me and my sisters my dad we'd always go to like the pool Um, And we'd always, he'd do barbecue with his brother. Yeah. Um, And then his brother was Kenyan too. Uh, Obviously, my dad's Kenyan. Yes. So they would do barbecue. So they do nyama choma. Mm. So that's like a grilled meat. It's basically Mm. grilled meat. Yeah. It's literally just grilled meat. Like, don't even add too much seasoning Mm. to it. And just salt. Salt. And then ugali. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we'd make ugali. um, Mm. Basically from like the, Jemima's cornmeal. Ah. I would see like, they would really use what they could get from like the local grocery store. Yeah. Um, Ugali is basically a cornmeal yes. that you eat. It's Kenyan. Um, it's Kenyan. I mean, Maybe. it's so
0: interesting because that also just I think living and growing up here also made me realize how yeah. close we are to like the Latino community because so they close. use masarepa, which is yes. the cornmeal. All the same to make, Yeah, to make their tortillas. So it's like while they flatten it, we just rise it and like yeah. make it into. My baby cousin used to call it the African cake. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's so you true. Know? That's accurate. Yeah, That's it's accurate. basically like foo-foo. You know, we have yeah. all of these same sort of similarities between us. So many. But yes, continue. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. And He'd then, make that like traditional food, yes. and then for us
1: on Sundays, oh, every Sunday he would make A sure to small make wiki so- there. Yes. <laughs> That's basically like collard greens. Yes. You could use kale or spinach or what, usually whatever greens mm-hmm. that are available to you. Sauté them with... I'm getting too much into recipes, but... Right, right.
0: right. We're going to leave the link so that you can... And we'll get into that. So,
1: yeah. So, Sundays, that was, like, the day. Yeah. Sunday was the day that it was always, like, preserved for Kenyan culture. My mom would usually do meal prep and then mm-hmm. we'd have, we knew what Ghanaian food was because most of our Ghanaian family was in Texas. So yeah. if it's a party, you know there's jollof, you know there's fufu, you know there's groundnut soup, like there's everything. So, yeah. So walk me through being in college, like doing
0: all these meal preps and realizing mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, I want to start Yummy Africa. Like when did that decision come about and how did you come to that decision?
1: I actually started Yummy Africa because... Um, I started it when I went to grad school. My first semester, Mm -hmm. actually, well, grad school started for me in May, like, right after I graduated from NYU. Mm -hmm. I went straight to Cornell, and then that was in May. So, like, July, I started Yummy Africa. But then I always knew, like, I had so much more free time Mm because we were just doing summer classes. And, like, I didn't have a meal plan. Like, Mm -hmm. I just didn't. And, like, coming from college and you don't have a meal plan, but you have time, I was like, I can experiment with cooking. And being in Ithaca was so far away from, like, I was in New York City for the past four years, so that was home for me. You could go get, like, Senegalese food, Ghanaian food, see your friends, Ethiopian food, Nigerian food, whatever food it may be. But then Ithaca, like, it was so far. So I was like, I need to start trying to cook this on my own. So I just started trying like re- experimenting with recipes that I mm. knew how to do and mm. just taking pictures and posting it mm-hmm. on like yummy africa yes um so that's basically how it did start so cuz i missed home mm. i missed home okay so i that's base that's technically how it started and yeah. like i just it wasn't just ganyan food i wanted to do was also kenyan food and then i started looking at recipe videos, and i was like there's so much more that i could do right like food from uganda there's food Mm -hmm. from you know malawi like there's food from everywhere that like i wanted to experiment with and like showcase it so
0: and i've seen that you are so good like i said the remixing of food i think if i remember correctly you made a spring roll but inside of it it had um Was it, uh, okay, I can't remember exactly what was inside of it, Uh but it was like one of your dishes where you combined like, you know, something that was traditionally Uh Asian with something that's particularly African. I did that. And so how mm-hmm. how did you how did you come up with that? I feel like sometimes <laughs> like, you know, when you look at it just from like two odds, you're like, ah, oh, this can't work. But like, you yeah. know, when you you brought mm-hmm. it together and it looked so good. Like honestly, yeah. like following <laughs> your you. Instagram page, it like <laughs> literally I have to like stay away. I'm like, okay, focus. Like maybe I can make this for dinner like in two weeks, yeah. but not right now. <laughs> like can I order? Like give a number. But yeah, like you make it a, look phenomenal, Thank which you. I do feel, if we're being very honest, African food is really hard to hey. photograph, and that's <laughs> the one. But you. two, you're also remixing it and making it feel young, you know? Because when I think yeah. about traditional African African dishes, mm-hmm. I think of, like, my parents, or I think of, you know, those parties where they're playing premier oh, Gao my- and yes. it's like, oh, don bolo, and all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> so it's like, how are you able to make it so fresh,
1: um i think really following and keeping up to date with current food trends and like how people like i follow like tasty buzzfeed Mm -hmm. tasty Mm -hmm. see how they're presenting their food and like that's what's getting so much engagement on social media and i was like how can we do this with african food you know what i mean so i would just try my best to like if you want to take a picture of like fufu and like soup Mm -hmm. like that's like i don't know like it's i don't know like i don't know who's (laughs) gonna try to like like that picture (laughs) But I think it tastes really good though, yeah. But people don't know that, it's crazy, but it's hard. I think having historical descriptions too kind of helps. Okay, I started doing that, and then I started seeing a little more engagement. Like, I don't have like the biggest followers on my page or whatever, but it
0: doesn't matter.
1: But I see like the engagement, like, people are like, Oh, that is so interesting, like, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And like, a lot of the times, once you put a historical, um like historical and cultural background to certain foods mm-hmm. people start to relate it to their own culture mm-hmm. a lot of east african food from what i've seen has really been tied to a lot of indian food definitely
0: completely and
1: it's gotten a lot of conversations and quite frankly it's gotten me a few like quite a few followers actually mm-hmm. and they, they like to have like, this, like people will have like discussions about like similarities between Kenyan food, Indian food, Tanzanian food, mm-hmm. like depending on like what the dish is. if it's chapati mm-hmm. or the bajia, like mm-hmm. the potato snacks, yes. uh, they call it bajia. some t- places in India, they call it pakora, other places, but mm-hmm. it just brings up conversation. So it's more of like the physical, the aesthetic aspect. I did have to take time to do that. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of research. <laughs> yes. Um, invested a little bit into certain equipment. Good. But I think the historical aspect has definitely helped. And in I'm our so
0: glad that you bring up engagement because, mm-hmm. and <laughs> as... The AfroLit fam knows it really, really doesn't matter. And like followers honestly mean nothing because all the likes are going away. But that's a conversation for another Ooh, day. That's a, that's but another day. I say all that to say, Yummy Africa was featured on CNN oh! Africa. <laughs> so walk me through yeah. that whole experience. I mean, mm-hmm. did they like reach out to you just specifically because they know that you were doing this or was mm-hmm. it like a part of a larger... Because I knew that it was an Instagram post and I tried seeing more yeah the article, but it didn't really link to you. So I wanted to know
1: more just from, like, your experience. So I... Yes. So I actually worked with... So one of my... It's funny how, like, this this small, like, this African circle is on social media because the one person that I looked up to the most for, like, inspiration for African cuisines, like, food recipe videos, which is kind of what I wanted Yummy Africa to be, um, it's called African Chow.
0: Mm. Um, Like, chow
1: down. Um, So I follow the page and... Funny enough, I actually had a friend who also, she started... We used to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, we interned. I interned. She was working there full time. But she's Ganyan. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing person. She starts her. She started... Let me give her a little shout out yes! real quick. Yes. Who is she? Her name she? is Rachel Yay! Hey! Shout out Rachel. <laughs> Rachel Araya. Um Her page is called Kelewele okay. NYC. K-E-L-E-W-E-L-E. Hey. We'll N-Y-C. The description <laughs> in the Yes. Box. Kelewele NYC. She does like plantain based foods. She's in Brooklyn. Um, she's Ganyan. And then she... I, She was an amazing, I worked with her um, one summer and then um, she basically went off to do her own thing. Mm -hmm. And um, after a while, um, she connected me to this African child page that like had all these followers and I'd I'd follow their page and get inspiration from. Mm, So she connected me to him and then we started doing collabs on videos. Mm. So I was doing videos on his page, Mm -hmm. um, but it was like a collab. So it was like Mary featured on this page. Yes. And I was like, that's fair because he has like so many more followers. He's an amazing person. To work with um so i would t- take trips from ithaca and like do recipe videos with mm-hmm. him um and then i guess we did i work in the ethiopian restaurant yes yes um and then like i just knew that there was you know like some ethiopian recipes which are actually the hardest african foods to find the recipes for online like ethiopian mm-hmm. food and for some reason senegalese recipes those two are oh
0: that's interesting it's
1: interesting
0: because um, you wouldn't have expected that for senegal being for, that there's so many restaurants yeah. and like people but their recipes
1: are so low-key to find yeah, yeah. it's crazy they're trying to keep
0: it in you they know? definitely do they're trying to keep it in they keep <laughs> it
1: locked locked so i just i did the video with african chow and then mm-hmm. you know i was like yeah like we just sometimes message like hey do you want to do a video like sure we'll do that and then we recorded this video i think in like february or something and then Two months, three months later, like I just woke up to this notification that CNN Africa had reposted our video. Wow. I was like, that's crazy. I didn't know anything. Like, it just kind of happened through connections and just by fate, I guess. Like, wow. it was crazy. Wow, that's so great. And yeah. so,
0: like, being able to, like, have that on your credentials, like, how did that even, like, boost Yummy Africa? Like, where did you, like, once that happened, were you like, all right, I'm starting my TV channel.
1: <laughs> Let's roll it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> to be completely honest, I was doing my first really big catering event at the time. Oh, okay. Um, It was, with it was like, my big, biggest client at the time time it was like my first like i had to get a contract and stuff so i was doing that that day so i couldn't even like focus too much on yami africa i was like let me finish this event it was like for like 300 people oh so i was there with my friend though and then we started doing that but i was in exam time too Mm. so like yami africa was a little slow i was still in grad school when this all happened this was literally like what three months two months ago Mm mm-hmm and, like, it was just a lot. So, like, I couldn't... It definitely did boost a lot. Like, I think followers, like, did go up a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I just need to, like, continuously bring out, you know, content. So That's
0: awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I think it speaks to just what the intention behind Yummy Africa is. Because like you had Mm -hmm. said, you were just missing home and you wanted to bring home to you. So talk to me about like what at a larger, on a larger picture, what food really means to you. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes when we think about food, we think about like the emotional ties that people have. They're like eating ice cream after a breakup or like, you know, like there's so many different healthy and unhealthy relationships that we have with food. But, you know, coming from all of this and just, understanding more about like making these recipes and putting the work behind
1: Mm -hmm. food what does it mean to you oh my gosh food is honestly for me food is a way of getting people together Mm. food at its heart is like the biggest form of hospitality yes i don't know how to like i don't know how to explain it like you invite someone to your home like that's one thing but like to sit down and eat with them is like a completely different thing
0: yeah it's
1: just a level of comfort it's just it's an invitation to your culture to yourself like yeah. hey this is me so i that's what i see food as very not intimate but it's very like it's you're getting to know someone through food i don't know and like everything that we do like and if you think about it like everything we do in social life if you want to go out with friends You want to go to like do brunch or you want to go for dinner or you want to get a coffee date. You know, everything is really surrounded by food and it's like this intimacy that's with it. Mm -hmm. You can't, they're just kind of like two that I kind of see interlinked to one another. And it's like a whole experience, you know. Um, And it just gets, it brings people, it's an excuse to bring people together. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: no. And I think that's absolutely right. And I think even being, you know, African and having, you know, both the Kenyan and Ghanaian Mm -hmm. aspects to it, like, do you feel like sometimes maybe one culture, like, you know, highlights more than another? (laughs) Or do you find that, you know, with food being your medium and like I consider it creativity as well Mm -hmm. because you're mixing and fusing like it's a science it's an art it's a skill all three combined into one like do you find that sometimes you're inclined to highlight one more than one culture more than another
1: that's such a tricky question (laughs) <laughs> I feel like I I don't feel necessarily inclined, but I do feel that like my biases do skew more towards West African cuisine. Yes, that's only because I lived in Ghana. To be fair, only of I live there. You don't
0: have to defend. <laughs> Listen, I I appreciate it too because I think that we never really see it, and because like, there's this whole paradigm which I definitely want to get your opinion on of how you know when you think about cooking, when you think about being at home, you mm-hmm. think of like your, you know your mom's pasta or your mom's, yeah. you know, pilau or your mom's mm-hmm. jollof, yeah. But when you think of chefs, it's still a very male-dominated mm-hmm. industry, mm-hmm. you know? And so I wanted to know, like, from your side and kind of coming into, like, the the why one culture may get highlighted more than another is because I feel like at the end of the day, like West Africa, there are a there are a lot more West Africans. You know, if we think about Nigeria having a population, I think of like 500 million. But at the same time, like I wanted to know, you know, do you feel like you're kind of changing the paradigm for what even cooking means? Because never do we really see a young people trying to cook, but Be like young African women not cooking for like their families, like cooking just for
1: fun. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, when I did Yummy Africa, I realized at a point that I did want to change the way African cooking is perceived
0: Mm -hmm. for
1: just Africans of our generation. Yeah. Because for some reason, for some not strange reason, but then we have a tendency of not taking certain parts of our culture with us when we come out west and it kind of does have an impact because we miss home but then like how can we make african cuisines more accessible and easier to make which is how i started doing the recipe videos yes so for me it wasn't because like i need to cook for a family you know all of that Mm -hmm. i was like let me i wanted to do recipe videos initially because i was like okay cooking isn't that hard (laughs) like after a while like for fine like you like mess up like the first few times but then when you when you're really in tune with it like yeah no one tells you what to do like unless you have like a recipe book but after a while like it becomes your own thing right so i wanted to do recipe videos because Mm -hmm. i realized a lot of my friends from undergrad a lot of them are just like wow like my african friends like Mm -hmm. they they like and then a lot of them they like their like cultural food but it's like harder to get those like ingredients definitely the recipes you got to call home sometimes Mm -hmm. look online for certain recipes Mm -hmm. like if you're nigerian you're probably fortunate enough to like have a few of the websites available to you but like yes. certain cuisines maybe ethiopian food Definitely. the recipes or the the ingredients like said, aren't from available Benin, from
0: south africa south like, africa like all these yeah. different countries
1: so i wanted to learn it myself and make it easier for like africans of our generation to just cook make it so much easier because we cook european food like it's nothing It's so easy to make, like even like Asian food, like we can like say, hey, I'm going to make like dumplings today. And it's just like, wow, like they made it accessible for their ancestors to get. So like, what are we doing for our ancestors and how can we collectively do that? So we can make African food accessible for, you know, the next few generations and for ourselves because it's not that hard. That is so powerful. Yeah, You know, I think that we
0: forget that a lot of this is also just ties back to so many other like socio-political things that were not in our control. Mm -hmm. But I do love that you're taking such a strong and like really putting love behind Mm -hmm. the stance that you're taking too. So tell me more about what you do outside (laughs) of Yummy Africa. Uh. Because I know that, (laughs) yes, it may take up a lot of time to cook, But tell me about your, like, what do you do for fun?
1: What do you do for work? Yeah. Shout all of that out. Like, how do you balance it? Well, I just graduated from grad school. Hey,
0: Cornell. (laughs) Congratulations.
1: Thank Thank you. So, like, for the first time in, like, years I've had like free time (laughs) so if you're asking what I'm doing I'm literally sleeping in and I'm doing a lot of catching up with different movies okay Um, I do (laughs) some reading yeah I do like some reading I do reading on a lot of really random topics yeah um but I guess I do like to go out. One thing I love to do, I still do love to go out with my friends and, like, try new restaurants out. Mm-hmm. And then, like, kind of see what's working in the restaurant industry and, like, what, you know, like, where people are looking to Like, what's a trend versus what's a fad? Mm-hmm. Looking at different drinks that are out, like, different kinds of cocktails that are out. Yeah. So, like, that's, like, maybe that's work. I don't know. but I'm- <laughs> It just infuses into your life. But I just love it. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I just like to go out and, like, try new things. Uh-huh. Like with my boyfriend. I love my boyfriend because we, I'm always like, can we do this? He's like, yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> it's always food related. Yeah. I'm just like, can we just check this one place out? <laughs> like, we're supposed to go to like A to B. And like, I'm like, can we take like three <laughs> detours? <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. So it's just always around food. Yes. And like, doing picnics in the park is like my favorite thing to do Ooh. in New York over the summer. So I try to do that every I want to come to your picnic because uh, we gotta you gotta do a picnic.
0: would make the <laughs> bomb. We got to do an
1: Afro-lit picnic. Yummy Africa, Afro-lit picnic. We have to do it. Let Uh, us
0: know, fam. Would you come to an Afro-lit picnic? That sounds about right. So also tell me about your your team. Like, is Yummy Africa something that you work on alone? Or do you have, like, Mm -hmm. staff? You know, is it LLC? Uh, Walk me through, A, your team, but also what are your future plans for Yummy Africa?
1: So for the most part Yummy Africa is just run by me. Mm-hmm. For the most wow. part, like everything is just controlled by so me. So
0: cooking, posting, catering. writing, catering. Yes.
1: For the oh, most part that oh, is. Because God. I just wasn't sure what direction Yummy Africa was headed towards cuz it just it's still right now one less than 1 year old. I I wow. launched it in July. So it's still less than a year old, but the people that I do work with um yeah. So the first person would be her name is Lisa. Um I went to she I went to grad school with her. Yeah. She was my best friend yeah. in Cornell. And she was like a marketing major, but okay. she would do like she loves to do social media. Okay. Um and she would just like help me out with like how do you get user engagement? Like I was like, Does this picture look good? Like what should I call in Africa? Like all the social media stuff. Yeah. And these are like it was directly, but then this is like just friendships that are like helping me at this point. Yeah. Um, one of my coworkers at the Ethiopian restaurant, mm-hmm. she was like considered the head cook after the owner. Mm-hmm. Her name is Injeri. Mm. She was one of the most supportive people throughout my journey with Yummy Africa. She helped me with the catering that I had. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes just like when I'm trying new recipes, like she'll come over and like give me opinions on it. Um so she helped me mm-hmm. and then um who else? Let's see. Indirectly. <laughs> she's she's yeah. a whole
0: list. No, Are you I'm kidding? kidding? <laughs> I know. I was like, so okay. I'd like to think when you get your, I, I don't know. know if there's an Oscars for food, but they're going to give it to you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I would say like my partner, Sam, because okay. he would come, he would like always, like we did long distance kind of wow. for- When Um. I was in grad school, so he'd come up every week and I'm like, I'm cooking this this weekend. So, like, he's like, Yeah, so like, he would help me take the pictures of the food. Oh,
0: lovely. Yeah, and like, he
1: would try it. And like, he's Ghanaian, so if I'm like making a new like groundnut soup for the first time, he'd be like, Okay, it tastes good. Like, maybe, (laughs) to be honest, to be honest, (laughs) but I appreciate it. But he liked it, so I'm like, I guess I'm doing something right. And if I needed ingredients from like, a West African store, like he'd bring it from like New Jersey or New York. Ooh, um, okay my sister Rita, but all she helped me with the website. She does um, she has her own clothing line, but she does like content creating in general. Okay. So she helped me like start putting up my website and then my younger sister, like I finessed my family for this whole thing. She helped me with the logo. So <laughs> <laughs> So oh. you're the middle child. I'm the middle child yes. Wow. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then one more person. Oh okay. Bryant. His okay. name is Bryant. Um he helps with all the food videos. Oh. Definitely have to shout him out. Yes, he did such a good job. Like the food videos that I do, um, it was really just him. Like I was like, I don't know how to do this. Mm. He was a friend from NYU, computer science major, Mm. and like he's amazing at what he does. That's Um, so good. So yeah, Brian is like. I love that
0: you've used a. So there's two things I'm hearing. Like one is that you've used your community to like just highlight your culture Mm. and your heritage, but at the same time too, you're also like bringing them with you and like creating a larger community and like that's what i love about the internet because yes. you can just use all of these tools to like connect with people you know mm-hmm. far and wide and you know i want to know like what has been like some of the best interactions that you've had because of yummy africa like, give me your top three
1: interactions yeah like like whether people that I met yeah through
0: yeah whether it's through you know someone dming you or if it's been you know someone who you like you like you said you go to Cornell and like they know that you're doing this and they just like stopped and talked to you or like wow Mm -hmm. I didn't know that you made this like how has that really kind of been life-changing and affirming for you oh
1: my gosh it's actually crazy when I guess the top three I would say the first time that was like it was a big deal for me one of my um he was like um an acquaintance that i had um and he had an event that he was doing hosting in ghana Mm -hmm. and he was like hey like i saw your page like would you like to do vending at this event so that was like my first big like oh like oh my gosh like something is like working yeah i don't know
0: (laughs) that one it is working yeah and we all want to eat (laughs) yeah
1: and it's so funny because after that i had one of my friends she was like the president of the african business society for the mba program at cornell she was just like oh like do can you do a catering event for just like jollof for like this one party okay and i was just like wait wow like people really want me to like do catering i was like i didn't think yummy africa would head that direction but it, it was and I'm not going to, like, say no to those opportunities. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, that's, <laughs> that goes back into the business. It does. And it was just interesting because mm-hmm. I never planned on doing catering. And then I guess when my friend Rachel introduced me to the owner of the African Chow page, mm-hmm. um, that was a really big life-changing one because I got to learn a lot about how to do, like, food videos, like, what goes behind those food videos, like, mm. the whole thing. Um, and then, like, just sometimes people just message, like, oh, my God, like, I tried your recipe. When I started I launched the website sometime in April. Yeah. And I think the best interactions are like when like people that I don't know, they're like, I just tried this recipe, it was amazing. Like I would probably add like a little more beef to this Mm. one. Like just getting their feedback, but they like genuinely like they're engaged with it, which is what I wanted at the end of the day. Mm. And it's like, it was like, was it easy for you? Like, that's good. Like, if you're able to make it, like, my job here is done. Completely. And I'm satisfied.
0: Completely. So,
1: like, those kind of interactions are what mean the most to me through just Yummy Africa. That's amazing. Mm -hmm.
0: So, tell me about, like, do you have a plan for the next year of what you'd want to accomplish? Like, are we going to see Yummy Africa Ah. with Food Network, you know, speaking? What are you speaking (laughs) into existence for (laughs) Yummy Africa?
1: Oh, my goodness. I would love for Yummy Africa to become a bigger platform. Okay. I want to work more on food videos. Yes. Mm -hmm. Definitely want to work more on food videos. Um, I am starting a spice line. Like, I'm just doing African spices. So, like, African spices that you can't easily get, like, not just from one country, but from throughout the continent. Like, you know, West African suya pepper, Mm -hmm. Ethiopian berbere that they Mm -hmm. use in different sauces and stews that they make. Um, like Kenyan Palau mix because mm-hmm. there's a lot of spices that go into it but if you can make it easier for people and mm-hmm. have like one or two scoops of it to I make bring your mine
0: problem. from Kenya. If we're being very That's, honest,
1: It's so difficult. It's
0: so difficult I know to all make Kenyans it. have like a Kenyan stash yes. of like what's it called? Maggie mix, uh, them choosy mix, everything. The <laughs> tea,
1: anyway. Every tea. I have a whole Kenyan tea collection. Uh, oh, I told my dad during my graduation, like, "Just bring me tea." Like, what do you want? Uh, I said tea, tea. <laughs> chai. The cookies
0: assorted um, and uh, sweets. Yeah, yeah, the sweets. And uh, recently, I actually got. Um, um what's it called? Mabuyu. I haven't had Mabuyu. I don't know if you know what that is. I don't know what it's the like, what is that one? So it's red, um it's like a candy that's based in the coast mm-hmm. um in Mombasa. And mm-hmm. shout out to Five Four if you know what I'm talking about. But basically it's like <laughs> it's a bean seed oh. <laughs> that's wrapped in like uh i don't know if it's a spice but it's like a sweet and sour mix yeah and then coated in sugar so you literally oh just God, suck on it so until all the color's gone i've never like, tried bean. that oh i wish i brought some what's it called mabuyu, mabuyu. yeah mabuyu. i have mabuyu. to try that mm-hmm. you it's can't find it here so, can you no
1: you see? That's the problem. <laughs> you that's can't why find- we have yummy Africa. <laughs> She's going to have my I need mm. to try that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your favorite? Mm. What would you say your favorite African foods are? My yes. favorite? So I'm so biased because I,
0: you know, and I, I think I am through friends getting more in touch with the Ghanaian food. Yeah. Of, I think there's like, they have like a puff puff. That might be Nigerian. Yeah, yeah, you know, but puff yes, puff. Yeah, like a, a fruit. fruit. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I do love a good pilau. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Oh my that's, like, the undercover. And I don't even like talking about it that much because I don't want to start the Jalof Wars. Palau no, no, no. top now. It's top. Not. Like, yes. oh, with a good, either with chicken or with meat. That's oh my... my Babe, Mm. and I've been so blessed that a lot of the women in my family Mm -hmm. are like phenomenal. They could be chefs if they wanted to. But they just, you know, Mm -hmm. African wants to now dedicate time to school for cooking. That's (laughs) that's what what I'm I'm saying, yes. So (laughs) there's that. And then I also love um, like a good fish uh, dish. Mm. So whether it's like braised, like the Senegalese do that so well, like chebgen. That I is believe. so good, yes. Um, I love that. And I also, again, I'm biased, but like chapati and like oh mandazis. Mandazi. And, you know, uh, yeah. like it's just so good and I it's am. so low-key. And mm-hmm. I implore you, please make a Kenyan restaurant because your girl <laughs> just cries. And you're just going to have to come to my house when yes. my mom's not home. Yes. And as she travels. So, um, But, yes, those are my top mm-hmm. five, four, five... Like yeah. recipes. Those what about definitely- you? I don't I don't want to pose this question on you because I know you've done a lot. Oh my god. But if you could like pick a top five. Top five?
1: Definitely Kenyan Palau mm-hmm. would definitely be top there. Mm-hmm. Um you don't have it's to so, listen in order. So you no, know, don't give it yeah. a number. <laughs> okay, okay. Kenyan Palau. <laughs> yes, def- yes, yes. It's so underrated though. It I feel like people so... don't know people know jollof they don't know. Pilau. But they don't know Pilau. Like, you guys need to come to the East. Right? Like, you like jollof, but come to the you East. You don't need coast. to give them
0: that, though, because then they're going to serve. We're like, oh, we like Pilau now. We're gonna make, and then they're going to butcher it. So, Yo, you know, it's five. okay that it's a secret, but it's, it's a good. good secret. It's good. So yes. try it
1: when you can. Yes. Kenyan Pilau, I have to say, Jalaf rice mm, is definitely good. Jalaf is good. Jollof is good. Um, love though. Don't get it. You know what, <laughs> Senegalese <Palentine>. Jollof. <laughs> Honestly, Senegalese Jollof is my favorite. Really, Senegalese is my favorite. Yeah. To be honest with you, yeah. like Senegalese food is like my top. Like. I don't know what they put in their food. Like it's, it's just amazing. It's amazing. I only go to like when I come to New Moffitt. York. oh Ooh. Yes.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm so hungry right now. I
1: know. <laughs> Thank God we're in New York because all this, all of the African it's spots cup. are here. Ithaca, what? You got to travel like three hours to get some decent food somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Done. So that's two. Senegalese um, jollof. Uh, Senegalese jollof, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really have a preference towards like what kind of jollof, as long as it's good. Yeah to be honest, but I have my biases towards Ganyan and jollof, but I've had some Ganya, life-changing Ganyan and jollof and some gania and jollof mm. that isn't the best, but mm-hmm. same for Nigerian jollof. Like, I've had really good Nigerian jollof, some that mm-hmm. aren't good, so I can't really say it by country. I like egusi soup. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Nigerian um, mm-hmm. with a lot of greens with, like, meat. Yes, I yeah. love egusi soup. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like, wow, I feel like an African man with be all <laughs> know, these heavy right? carbohydrate and meat food foods. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
0: Um, In our previous episode, we had um, an African trainer named Hurricane GH. uh He strictly eats African food, which is so interesting because you would not think it the way that he looks, like muscle on deck, like 12-pack, but it's because he works out crazy. So Uh, if you want to look like that and still eat African food, just find yourself in the gym. (laughs) Just after you eat, just go to the gym. Just go straight. I know.
1: Those can add on. They do. Yeah. And then I would say... um, honestly Kenyan uh, not Kenyan let's see I guess five is like I think my favorite drink there's like this drink called like Sorel. it's like Jamaican mm-hmm. um, it's I like, like that it's yes. West African too it's like Sobolo mm. we call it Sobolo in Ghana mm-hmm. um, and I think they may call it Zobo in Nigeria I think mm-hmm. it's like all like very similar maybe I'm getting it confused mm-hmm. Let us but know, it's like a purple yeah it's a purple hibiscus drink with like tons of sugar some cinnamon it's amazing um, and then yeah, like that and maybe probably like groundnut soup with chicken.
0: Yeah. It's
1: really good for like the cold weather and it's just like mm. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's healthy, but it tastes healthy. Mm-hmm. It's peanut butter, though. Right. <laughs>
0: so good. Peanut soup. Peanut I soup. I could eat peanut soup, And I think the, mm-hmm. the, yeah, like, I think Ghanaian food, they have so much, like, <sighs> peanut sauce. Amazing. And I love, oh, that's when, I guess that's when the DNA yeah. comes out. That's, yes. It's so, so, so good. It is. So, last but not least, if you could look back mm-hmm. and talk to 10-year-old Mary, knowing everything that you oh, know now,
1: mm-hmm. what would you tell her? Oh, I would tell her, I would say honestly, follow where your heart is going. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to too many outside forces because it can get a little blurry and mm-hmm. you can lose sight as to what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because I was, when I was in college, I was, you know, working in finance, doing internships at all these different finance companies on like yeah, Wall Street. will be an accountant. Huh. <laughs> and like the things that like, everyone around you is like yeah. doing it. So like they don't really allow that much space for creativity, mm-hmm. especially coming from like Africa sometimes too, like they don't, yeah. it's not a thing there quite yet, even though there's so much potential for it. Being a creative, whether it's through music, literally like art, food, whatever it is, media, Um, so I would just tell myself to not give up not lose sight of what you feel is best Mm -hmm. um, and just follow your heart that's Mm -hmm. literally it because I feel like I found the most happiness once I was like I I can work here but like I'm not happy here Mm -hmm. so let me just follow where I want to go like with the food so and that's when like when I started saying no more to other opportunities I was I realized I started getting happier with my decisions and I was like more content and I didn't feel regret So, and then that's when everything started falling into place, like Yummy Africa, like I got accepted into like my dream school with hospitality, um, different like opportunities were coming up and like everything just felt right. So like blocking out the noise and just listening to yourself and taking that time is really important. But yeah.
0: That's amazing. I need that advice. Wow. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you for having
1: me. And where can we find you? So I am going to be, well, my page is called Yummy Africa, mm-hmm. just as it sounds. Um, I also, my website with all the recipes on it is called Yummy-Africa. Mm-hmm. So you can just follow us and like, you want recipes? They're all there. Mm-hmm. There's no catch. It's all free. So definitely check <laughs> us out. Yeah. Yes. So this has been another
0: episode of Afro Lit. Stay tuned for more. You can find us wherever all podcasts are available it's been real thank you bye guys